0: Choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me, in my house, me in my house, me in my house. I said, Choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me, in my house, me in my house, me in my house. Good morning, Networld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in the series on The Family Bible Revolution, an end-time message for His generational blessing. I want to start with Matthew chapter 24, verse 43, and we'll read through 47. But know this, that if the master of the house... Now remember that term, the master of the house. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. What is the master of the household, And who can fill this position? Obviously, to begin with, it's the husband or the father. If he is unavailable due to a business trip, this responsibility must be taken over by the wife or the mother. What if there is no father in the home? If this is the case, the responsibility would fall to the mother. What if there's no father or mother in the home? Then the responsibility would fall to the, you ready? Here we go. The master of the house. That would be the grandparent the adoptive parent, the foster parent, or the guardian. No matter what the case might be, the master of the household must fill this position so worship and discipleship takes place on a daily basis. Typically, life is not always so cut and dry. In today's society, the one who should be the master of the household may not be saved or interested in God at all. Maybe the father or even both parents send the kids to church but don't attend themselves. What happens then? We know we cannot force any master of the household to fill their position, and it may be that they never will. What can be done? If a church sees children coming without parents or guardians, pray and do whatever can be done to mentor these children by inviting them to members' homes to experience family worship. See if some family can somewhat adopt these children by allowing them to join their family in its worship time. Maybe one day mom and dad would even join them. Again, this would be true discipleship, in the home, and in real life. This may not answer every situation, but take each situation individually and pray how they might be solved. J.W. Alexander, who lived from 1804 to 1859, in a book called A Theology of Family, said this, The widowed mother or the elder sister or the actual guardian may stand in the parent's place, but inasmuch as a majority of cases, the service, if rendered at all, must be rendered by the Father. We shall treat the subject under this supposition, premising that the principles laid down apply in most of the extent to all the other influences. In the book, A Theology of Family, Joel R. Beek says, your children must understand that family worship is the most important activity of the day and should not be interrupted by anything. Let's take in the house a little further. Have you ever heard the term, shout it from the rooftops? If so, this is a term used by many, most likely through the influence of an autobiography written by Pat Robertson titled, Shout It from the Rooftops, and published in 1972 by Bridge Publishing. I was attempting to find the scripture reference that this statement came from. I use Logos Bible Software for all my studies, so as usual, I did some searches to find the reference, Shout Rooftop or rooftops. And even though Logos has tremendous search abilities, I could not seem to find the scripture anywhere. It was not found in any of my over 1,100 digital book library. And this included 25 different versions of the Bible. What was wrong? Where is this verse? I know it's there somewhere. I'm sure I have read it before. Well, if I can't find something in Logos, I know I'm doing an improper search, most likely by searching for the wrong words. When this happens, I typically go to the internet to see what I could find. So I did this search: Where in the Bible does it say shouted from the rooftops? Well, I got my answer. One site referred to Matthew chapter 10 verse 27 and Luke 12:3. In Matthew 10 it says, "Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops." And Luke 12:3 says, "Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light." And what you've spoken in the ear in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. (laughs) Wow, what a revelation. The word rooftop was not in the Bible, at least not in any of my 25 English versions. Why? Because it's not just any rooftop. Guess what? It's a housetop. I immediately decided to find the original Greek word and its meaning. And the Greek word is doma, D-O-M-A. And Nelson's New Illustrated Bible Dictionary says this about the word housetop, originally in Greek doma. It's the flat roof of a house. In Bible times, the housetop was used as a sitting area. open to cool breezes in the evening, the housetop overlooked the streets of the city. It was an ideal place for proclaiming public messages. Thus, Jesus told the disciples to preach it on the housetops, Matthew 10:27, Acts 10, 9 says the next day... As they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Again, Matthew 10:27 through 32, Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, and what you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. Now this is speaking specifically of their house. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Therefore, who confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. We're to do this in our houses. Matthew ten thirty-three 33-42 says, But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Isn't that interesting? He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Where is this? It's in the house. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Where can this be done? In the household. You see, it's not just any rooftop. It's not the temple or the church. It's the household. It's the center of discipleship. It's the place of family worship. It's the dominion, the doma, of the master of the household, the place that carries the full authority and responsibility of the shepherd of the family. It's where discipleship and evangelism is lived, eaten, and breathed. It's an ancient but new mindset. Hear me clearly. Instead of first going to church, we need to first be going to home. In the New Testament Bible times, evangelism and discipleship took place in homes, And the lead evangelist was the head of the household. Again, Genesis 18, 17 through 19. And the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. For I've known him means, for I've chosen him. Why did God choose Abraham? Because he knew Abraham would be faithful in obedience. And as I said before, another example is Paul in 1 Timothy 1, verse 12. And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Deuteronomy eleven, eighteen through twenty-one Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. I'll say it again. Instead of first going to church, we need to first be going to home. Matthew five fourteen through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Where are they supposed to put it? On a lampstand. Where's the lampstand? In the house. Let's see what this word house is in the original Greek. House in the Greek is oikia, oikia. It denotes a house, a dwelling. It is used both of the tabernacle as the house of God and of the members of a household or family. This light is to shine before men. We know that Jesus is the light of the world, and we also know Jesus is the Word made flesh from John 1.12. Therefore, we can also say the light is the Word, out of Second Peter 1.19. Now we see that Matthew 5:14 through 16 it states that we are the light of the world and we need to let that light shine before men that they may see our good works that glorify God. The very first place this should take place is in the most effective place for evangelism and discipleship. It's in the home. The word oikia is not as much about the house as it is about the people in the house. The lamp is so the people in the house are given light to see. Again, the light is the word, and the word is to be presented and seen in the house. Who is ultimately responsible for that light to be seen in the house? Matthew twenty-four forty-two through 43 says, Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. I'm amazed, but we're out of time. Mark your calendar, set your clock, and tune in next time as we continue establishing the Family Bible Revolution, an end time message for His generational blessing. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site.